Hello, this is Richard C. Wilson with the Family Office Club. We're doing an investor mandate interview today with Peter. Welcome, Peter. Welcome. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Sure. And uh, if you want to introduce yourself, um, sure. the name of your investment organization or the type of investor you are and just a little bit of your background, that'd be great. Sure. Uh, Peter, I am co-founder of M Family Office. Um, we like to invest in other um, owner-operators of uh, income-producing real estate. We keep it simple. Mostly we focus on value-add multifamily senior living facilities that are private pay, and we do look at some self-storage opportunities that can be uh, increased in size. And um, So that's, that's our main focus, and we also team up with other family offices that uh, piggyback with us and, and we do some deals together. Great. I know you're based in Florida. Is it is it Tampa or Fort Myers? I forget which one of the two. Uh, we're based in Tampa. Uh, okay. Be more specific, uh, St. Pete area. Okay, great. Yeah, I appreciate you coming to some of our events and speaking on stage at a few of our uh, family office club summits in the past. And you know, when you talk about self-storage and you know, multifamily and a little bit of uh, private pay senior living, What's your geographical preferences or size preferences on those types of investments? Sure. Um, we take a different approach. Uh, we, we approach with, with teaming up with owner-operators, and uh, that will decide on what uh, areas and locations that we invest with. But uh, the main thing is uh, we're dealing with an owner-operator that's been through uh, multiple cycles, like the one that's going on right now, uh, how they handle a down cycle. Uh, that's very important to us, but uh, in addition to that, uh, we will invest in the markets that they've been doing their investments in for the last 10, 15, 20 years. And why that's critical is because there's a lot of sub-markets, and, and, and especially in the bigger cities, and, and uh, there are some areas that are, are not so good, and then there's a lot of areas that might have some gentrification going on, and, and that's very critical because they know those locations. So uh, in addition to that, uh, they're fully transparent, and what we mean by that is when we do our due diligence, uh, they will uh, open up uh, other deals that they have done so we could see from beginning to end uh, how they performed and what were the challenges along the way. We know there's a pro forma in every deal, and things don't go exactly the way they should, and there's usually a few struggles along the way, so we looked and see how they handled those struggles. Uh, so in addition to that, the other transparency part is going to be, as we do business together, is uh, getting us, whether it's weekly or monthly reports, that's going to give us performance. And we have certain parameters, and we know they have parameters that they watch internally, and we want to look at theirs as, as well as ours. So uh, uh, another point is uh, they need to uh, uh, be a group that's very familiar with the tax laws. And the tax laws are a big deal because they increase the uh, returns considerably. And uh, the big ones, of course, are the cost segregation, the Section 179D. Uh, that's something that most uh, owner-operators do not take advantage of. And then there's something called bonus depreciation. And mm -hmm. then the uh, $1,500 de minimis role that's mostly repairs, which... Uh, give you an opportunity to write everything off and not recapture. So, so those are the are the key things when it comes to partnering up with the with the right group. And and then of course, the, uh, we we want to be in an area where demographics is always going up. Sure. And sure. and so so we follow the people. You follow the money, and we follow the people. That I think that's very critical. 
Right, right, great. Well, I know that you're uh, registered as an investor with us on privateequity.com, and I remember being on a few phone calls with you where you're obviously relatively strong on the numbers side of thing and digging into the financial models, but it also seems like asking for weekly or monthly reports from a multifamily independent sponsor. Um, I've never heard of someone asking for weekly reports after they've invested. I know some like a monthly or quarterly report. So that seems to be something that you guys have learned to ask for probably for several reasons. Um, how much pushback or how much of a problem is it? You know, I, I would guess that between looking for good returns, a solid team with a long track record that knows the tax code, that'll be transparent, open up past deals, do that weekly, monthly reporting. You actually like them as human beings when you meet with them. I'm guessing that knocks sure, out. What I just said probably knocks out 98% of people who approach you, I'm guessing, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it does. It becomes uh, more of a challenge on our end to, to find those people. So we have to get out there and, and meet them and spend the time. But uh, to answer your question, when it comes to those weekly reports, even monthly reports, is very time-consuming for these owner-operators. We understand that. But we right. know they have internal numbers they look at weekly. Right. If they don't, that's a, that's a red flag to us saying, wait a second, all we need to know is how are you doing internally? We have a library of, of statistics and data with our past investments, and we have exact criteria that other groups are doing, so that gives us a nice base to say, okay, are they doing what we feel is most important? And not only that, we also have a group of other family offices and high net worth investors that count on our experience and our numbers, and then we could share that with them. Right. Makes sense. Okay. And if there was one thing that uh, is the number one type of investment opportunity um, that you'd like to see above everything else, what would that be? And I know I'm asking you this during the height of the virus crisis. So that's a very hard question. You could be looking at absolutely it nothing is. right now, but you know, I guess uh, however you want to answer that to be most helpful to you uh, in the short and medium term here. Well, no, I appreciate that. And I could, let's, let's, deal with uh, what's going on right now because um, we've been at a couple of your functions and I've met with a lot of other family offices and we've had a lot of conversations about when is this bubble going to pop or when is the market going to go downturn and everybody has their own opinions and their professional advice but I would say about 98% of the guys and ladies that I've sat with all agreed that's coming soon. Mm -hmm. um, we have a terrible tragedy that accelerated that bubble. Okay, that's uncontrollable, obviously, with the COVID-19. And uh, so, it's, so it's changed uh, probably everybody's perspective on what they're going to invest with today. You know, right. when, when this is an opportunity, not only are we in a recession within 16 days when this occurred, but now we're looking at a potential depression. You know, statistically, uh, that, may, that may come to reality. And uh, you see this little bit of a bounce back right now in the last um, – seven, 10 days of, of 30% bounce back in the stock market. So uh, it could be very scary. It could be fold. Uh, so you have mm -hmm. to be very careful. But for us right now, when this occurs, okay, uh, we will uh, look to potentially, because this is a potentially once in a lifetime opportunity in our field of saying, hey, this is a depression. We know mm -hmm. it's going to be a recession. Is there an opportunity to take a look at things that you could short? This is outside of our regular investment mandate with the real estate. We know we have to wait for the real estate, but there may be some opportunities just on the basis of, okay, well, we, we, we know that um, the Fed has to double or maybe triple their balance sheet. 
They went from $3.8 trillion. Now they did a stimulus plan that's uh, $2 trillion everybody knows about, but there's other stimulus plans they pumped into the monetary system that's now about additional $3, $4 trillion that's added to their, their balance sheet. So, so we're going to pay for that. And um, so we're looking for uh, potential experienced people to say, hey, listen, you know what, this is, this is what we're doing in a period of time of going short, and, and we have our ideas. I mean, mm-hmm. we're looking to, to potentially look at credit default swaps. I think mm-hmm. that was something that uh, we know a few people that have used. We don't know how to trade them. Uh, so it's not something that we're experienced in. Uh, we're in the right. real estate side. Uh, so, so or potentially a lot of people grabbing gold. I'm talking about uh, the real gold, not right. shares or, or equity, but the real gold. So, right. uh, and, and then, of course, um, all the corporations that were buying back their, their equities, they don't have any money anymore. It's gone. Right. So that's dried right. up. And they were the biggest buyers of equities for the last seven, eight years, maybe even longer. So, so there's, there's a lot more to, to happen. So to answer your question is uh, we, we will go out and uh, continue to build our relationships for the real estate side. And we're going to see how people respond and what they do during the down market. And we're going to be with them for the next year or two years, however long this pans out. And we're going to team up with the ones that do well, and we're going to ride it with them to pick up some properties. On the, on the way down, if there's some groups that we feel comfortable that really know how to do uh, these potential short positions, we will consider them. Right. Okay. Great. Thank you. Okay. And what would be your number one piece of advice? You speak to a lot of investors within your own network, within Family Office Club. Um, if you could give a $100,000 piece of advice that would just save people a lot of time or burnt money or avoiding a bad deal or getting into sure. the best deals possible. You've already kind of given that advice just seeing what you do in such a detailed manner, I think gave some value to our listeners, but what, what would be your number one piece of advice? Well, you know what? I, I probably got more than one. Sure. Uh, it won't be too long winded, but don't be fooled with the recent uh, rebounding. Um, don't be fooled by the noise on the media. Uh, educate yourself. And what I mean by educate yourself is is find the leaders in the industry that have done successful for 20, 30 years and listen to their their podcast or listen to their, their YouTube, such as Ray Dalio, Raul right. Powell, Jim Rickards, Daniel Amerman, um, Richard, the things that you put together and the people you, you're going with, listen to these people who have been through these downturns and you know what you got to turn the noise off listen to it educate yourself and and talk to yourself and talk to your team and come up with your own analysis with this stuff versus being influenced by so many other people listen to the education uh, most people don't know there's an oil crisis going on the biggest mm-hmm. oil crisis in history the biggest right. in history not talked right. about it's, it's a very serious problem it's it's our dollar is going way through the roof because of the oil crisis you know as you know the the, the dollar is the world nomination of of trade in in oil and russia uh is no longer on that uh denomination of 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 uh u.s dollar so so things are changing it it dropped below 20 dollars I would ever expect that so 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 knowing these things and staying focused into your your goals. For us, we know we're, we're very good at finding good owners and operators that, that have made money in income-producing real estate. We're going to stick to that game plan. 
right. and, and and we're going to be. This is a time during a recession time. In the next, whether it's six months, a year, two years, three years, we're going to build a team. We're going to build those relationships, and we're going to be patient. And we're, right. we're not going to jump into the next big thing, you know, whatever that might be. Everybody, it's going to be a lot of exciting things, a lot of noise out there. And then that would be the, that would be a that would be the advice I would give. Right. Yeah, that's great. I think the favorite thing I took out of all that, and uh, it's one of the best pieces of advice we've gotten in these first thirty interviews, is I think um, forget the media journalists who are paid seventy to one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year to regurgitate lines that show up on their prompter screen and were written by who knows who based on statistics that we're talking about, focus on people that have built enormous businesses over many, many cycles, or who have frontline information, first information, better quality information, and not a uh, political or company bias to really you know, slam the fear button every minute, and to just make a candid business you know, acumen type decision of like, this is how we're cutting through the clutter, this is where we're placing our bets, and yeah, I keep on coming back personally to, you know, five to 8% of companies are killing it right now and they're doing amazingly well. You know, how do we pivot sure. to doing interviews like this with you right here to make things more digital or, or support companies like a um, health related company I invested in last year that's, that's up 25, 30% revenue. And so I think what you're mm-hmm. saying is right in line with that. So you got to really be careful, of, you know, what you let stream into your brain nonstop. Uh, you know, in terms of information and news updates, et cetera, and, and realize what's that, what that does to your thinking, basically. Sure. No question about that. And keep in mind that uh, I think it was uh, Mark Twain, but I heard it from Howard Marks. He mentioned that, you know, history may not repeat, but it rhymes. And right. that's, that's a key. And you have to interpret that way, but uh, yeah. stick to your, yeah. your 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 investor mandate. Stick to your what you're really good at, and and uh, watch it carefully. Yeah, for sure. Great, appreciate that. So, Peter, what's the best way for someone to reach out to you? Is it LinkedIn, email? What do you prefer? Um, you know what? LinkedIn's a good way. Email's fantastic. It's um, those are probably the two best ways. Uh, by email and LinkedIn. Um, I don't mind you calling me as well, uh, especially if uh, you got some value that's pertaining to what I mentioned and my phone number. And for any reason I don't answer, it's my direct line, just leave exactly what you're calling about and that gives me a a good way to prioritize my return calls. Cool. Yeah, sounds great. And once... um you know, we're doing virtual investor discussion panels each week. We got our third one coming up this week, and um, I think we uh, I think we already have you booked on one. But thanks in advance uh, for that, uh, if I'm correct. And then no once problem. our live events start up, you know, I'd love to have you back at one of those again, of course, as well. No, I appreciate Richard. Uh, stick with it. I think uh, as you reach out to people during these next six months to a year, it's going to be probably the most valuable information that anybody can learn and listen to because these are times that uh, uh, the strong will survive and yep. and um, and you continue to reach out to these people you're, you're going to see the difference and uh, so I look forward to listening to you and being at the uh, next seminar so I could see who's making it and who's not yeah for sure yeah I appreciate all the thoughts today thank you for uh, having such a uh, high context interview here in a short amount of time and I'll definitely be keeping in touch here the next week or two no problem, Richard. You take care. Take care. Stay safe. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.